Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Christian Podcast. Uh, we want to welcome you first and foremost to our podcast, uh, where we look at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Um, if this is your first uh, time listening to the podcast, we just want to welcome you. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we encourage you uh, to go back and take a look at all of our podcasts. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is our seventh podcast, um, and this is only a monthly podcast. And um, in the beginning, it was um, a huge transition in my life. Um, I moved to, to Kansas from Pennsylvania. Um, coronavirus was just uh, kind of coming up in the news and um, kind of covered that probably too much. <laughs> um, but here we are. Um, here we are, and uh, if you are a long-time listener of the podcast and you are one of those audience members who um, has been following along with our journey and with all of the topics, uh, thank you. First and foremost, thank you for being a fan and thank you for listening to all of these. Um, we really appreciate you. Uh, and if that's you, you may have taken notice that we have a new logo um, for Young Christian Podcast. It is modern. It is hip. It is with it. It is with the times. And um, I thought it was a good time to change it up a little bit. You know, a new season. Um, you know, six months. You know, um, we've had that logo and uh, transitioning to a, to a new one, a better one, in my opinion. I think it looks a whole lot nicer uh, than, the, than the previous one. Um, if, if you don't think it's nicer and you miss the old one, that's okay. Um, uh, we just won't have that one any, any longer. Uh, so I just wanted to welcome each and every one of you, uh, to this podcast. Uh, today, um, we are going to talk about seasons, nature, and Netflix. And so what I want to do is I want us to start, uh, with nature so I'm a person that, um, I'm an outdoorsman. I like to hike. I love nature. I grew up in the mountains of Pennsylvania. So I am a person where I have seen, um, all of the seasons. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, my wife is from Florida, um, originally from Costa Rica, uh, moved to Wisconsin. So she's seen, uh, the, the seasons, last place that she was at was in Florida before moving to Pennsylvania. And, um, so she did not get the luxury of having all of the seasons, uh, in Florida, but I, I Googled, um, seasons and here's what I found on Google. Here's what Google says is ecologists often use a six season model for temperate, for temperate climate regions which are not tied to any fixed calendar dates, which is, it really kind of intrigued me. I was like, six? I thought it was four. What's up with that? And uh, so I literally, uh, I looked up and it says that the first one is pre-vernal. Pre so this is the first, um, this is the first season is pre-vernal, which is early spring. And then vernal, which is deep spring. And I think, you know, early spring is more like it's thawing out, you know. Um, it's still not yet green or lush. 
um, but you can feel it. You can feel it in the air where it's getting a little warmer. You know, maybe it's light jacket season. It's a little breeze. It's beautiful. The sun's coming out just maybe a smidge more than what it was in winter. And then vernal uh, is deep spring where it's green. It's lush. It's getting warmer. Um, you know, the flowers are at bloom. You know, it's beautiful out. There's life. The birds are chirping. All of these things. Pre-vernal is more like, you know, you're like, oh, I see that robin out. It must be getting spring. Um, and vernal is deep spring. And then I have estival. I'm hoping I'm saying these right. Estival. Um, and that is the appearance of summer. So that is when it's starting to get a little warmer out. Um, maybe things, I wouldn't say that things are getting scorched, but you can tell temperatures are rising. Maybe uh, depends on where you're from, but maybe it's starting to get into the 80s or to the 90s. You know, here in Kansas, it kind of got hot really quick. I mean, it hit 90 like really, really fast. I like got out of nowhere. Um, and then there is sit serotonol, um, which is the drier part of summer. This is the sum, the part of summer where, uh, the, the grass is no longer green. Um, unless you obviously have a sprinkler, uh, in your yard, but it's no longer green. Um, another one is autumnal, which is chilly. It's, it's the fall. Um, and then lastly is hypernal. Um, which is for winter. It's it's high, it's in hibernation. It's things are sleeping. Things are 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 dead. Things are not uh, alive. They're not awake. And I, I like that word where it's it's in hibernation. It's not that things are dead, which it might seem, but things are just sleeping. It's just dormant, you know. And I I find that really cool. A season where you know things seem or look dead, but in reality it's it's not. Um, also, it says this is many tropical regions have only two seasons, the wet, the I'm sorry, the rainy wet or the monsoon season and the dry season, you know, and there's there uh, again, maybe um, you live in a region or a climate where you don't get to see the seasons. Um, maybe you have the luxury of seeing all six of these in action where, you know, every one of these descriptions, you're like, oh, yeah, I know when that happens or Oh man, I love this season a little bit more than that one. Uh, and you can connect, but really the premise is this, is that uh, life is all about changes. Yeah, this is happening in the natural, but there's something also that happens with life is that life is changing. Uh, and I think of jobs that I've had, um, instances of being a student, um, being a, a recent graduate, uh, dating, um, getting engaged, getting married, um, now having a baby, you know, all have things that, uh, have shifted many aspects of my life. And for me, I consider, uh, seasons, things that have shifted, things that have changed, uh, things that may have brought life or death or scorching of the sun, um, you know, or things that have fallen away. And I really see the parallels um, from what is happening kind of in nature um, to also what is happening spiritually as well in, in my life. You know, when I think of all of these different seasons of my life, um, I think of one huge element that connects them all. Um, and again, not every season of my life was great. 
Some were challenging and some were hard and some were toiling. Some were beneficial. Um, some breathed life into my bones, um, but they all had a purpose. Um, but one thing that really surrounds them is this element of change. So um, sometimes change can actually be daunting for some. I, I read this article and it's entitled 13 Little Known Facts About Change uh, to Many Leaders That They Miss. And this was an article about leadership and implementing change in the workplace. And a lot of us, that could be uh, something that could be a change of seasons as well. Maybe administratively something has shifted uh, at your job or maybe um, you've gotten a different position uh, as a leader or maybe even something at church. Maybe uh, you have a new pastor. Um, maybe uh, with church, um, maybe you're at a new church. I don't know. There's many different seasons um, so this really addressed those different leadership things. Uh, and I'm only going to share two. I'm not going to share all 13, but these two really stuck out. And the first one is this, is people aren't opposed to change nearly as much as they are opposed to change they didn't think of. And when I think of my life, you know, when someone is proposing a radical change or shift in my routine, uh, because I am such a creature of habit, uh, that tends to maybe... I need to have some buy-in. Let's just say it that way. I need to have maybe a little bit of buy-in um, in order to accept the change. And if I feel like eh, I'm okay with that, I feel like I'm more accepting to the change, but change kind of without my permission can be a little bit scary. I don't know if you bear witness with that or not. Maybe you are a person who opens um their heart and their lives to change on a regular basis. And if that's you and you strive off of change and things being shifted and shaken, hey, more power to you. That is really awesome. That's a really cool quality to have. Um, also, number two, it says this, change is hard because people crave what they already like. We So what it's trying to say is that we hold on to comfort. We hold on to things that we know um, are tried and true. And if I know how to get there, that's the route I'm going to take. You know, I think of, you know, driving in a, in, in a, in a car, you know, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm choosing the route. There's two types of people. There's one person who will say, you know, I want to try a whole different route and get to that place with a whole different road and then there are the other people who they're going to take the same road every single time, no matter what, because it's tried and true and they know. So what I'm saying maybe freaks some people out and maybe really excites people. And that's really cool to have that diversity um, of thought and diversity of feelings and emotions to experience a singular uh, obstacle and either repel it or embrace it all in the same instance. And I think it's fascinating um, that, you know, we tend to do this, you know, and we tend to almost fit into these two camps, you know, but there's one element that, again, it's how we interact with change is really important because in the end, change is inevitable, we cannot hold on to really anything. And I really want to dive into what the Bible says um, about these things, especially with life.
So in the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter one, starting with verse one, I mean, right off the bat, um, it says this in verse one, these are the words of the teacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, teacher, life is fleeting like a passing mist. It is like trying to catch hold of a breath. All vanishes like a vapor. Everything is a great vanity. I love this. In, in this first verse is saying that life, it's fleeting, it's passing, it's a vapor, it's a mist. It's, it's the image of what you're, you're wanting to. And, and what does it say? It's like trying to catch hold of a breath. You, you can't hold on to a breath. It slips between your fingers. And so are the things. Most of the time we, when we think of change, we want to hold on to what we know you know, and we want to hold on to these things. Um, here it says, but it's, it, it's just going to vanish. Verse three, what good does it do anyone to work so hard again and again, sun up to sun down, all his labor to gain, but a little one generation comes, another goes, but the earth continues to remain. The sun rises and the sun sets laboring to come up quickly. It's placed again and again. The wind in his travels blows toward the south, then swings back around to the north, back and forth, returning in its circuit again and again. All rivers flow to the sea, but the sea is never full. To the place where the rivers flow, there the water returns to flow once again. Man, does that not sound like a really cool fortune cookie or something? <laughs> like, does that not just like, it's so packed with wisdom. It's describing life um, as this thing that it's just, it's this cycle. You know, the, the wind blows and, and the, the water flows um, and these things. It's like, but it's never full. It, it takes care of itself. It's the, the, the circle of life, so to speak, you know, and it's the circle of life and it moves forward and it's what it's described almost like the seasons. You know, we go through these seasons of life and it's a cycle. We have life, we have death, we have, you know, mourning, we have weeping, we have all of these different things. There's a season for everything. Every moment has a season and, and every instance of life has it. And we tend to want to hold on to the good and we tend to hold on to the things that are tried and true. And we even tend to hold on to those things. But Ecclesiastes says that it's, it's a vapor. It'll slip away. And there's so many times where I feel like I've been hurt because a good thing is gone or a good thing has went away. But I need to constantly remind myself that even the good has an expiration date. But what keeps me sane a little bit is knowing that even the bad, the bad things are subject to change. Bad seasons are just trying seasons and seasons like James says where trials and tests come that we can actually count it pure joy, you know. And it's in those moments where we realize this is just a season, this is just a moment, things will pass, things will go on to the next season of life. And in the same instance when good things happen, this is a good thing, but things could change. Yes, I'm on the mountaintop praising you, Lord, but I believe that I could be in the valley in any moment. And not saying that you have to be in fear or even of worry of, you know, but don't think that you can hold on to everything in life because it really is a vapor. It's a mist. It's, 
something that is not tangible. It's something that passes so quickly and it's cyclical. It's all in a cycle. It's all in a system, you know, that we can look to uh, and understand kind of like the seasons. You know, the seasons have really taught me some really valuable kind of pieces of information. And when I say teaches me, I'm not saying in a good way. I'm I'm talking about trials. I'm talking about um, moments where it was honestly, I'd consider it, you know, almost like a hell on earth experience. Um, let me kind of break this down a little bit. Um, God showed me through a period of a year. Uh, and this happened about two, I want to say about two years ago, I kind of went through this trial by fire thing um, where, you know, I was a recent graduate of high, uh, not high school, I, I apologize. I was a, a graduate of college. I just graduated. I moved home. I'm living back with my parents. Um, and I, if you're in that season and you're in that boat and you just have thoughts of I should be farther, I should be on my own. I should be a full-fledged adult, you know? I should have my I should have a house and a really good career, a really good job. Um I'm out of college. Why aren't I farther than where I want to be? And isn't that so true? Like is that not so true? It seems like the past is haunting. The present is never good enough, yet the future is too far to grasp. You know, and we're constantly trying to grasp for the future. And and so that kind of gives you a little bit of a picture of where I was emotionally and kind of physically as well. Um, again, I was, you know, a recent graduate and I started uh, in the wintertime um, where, you know, God started showing me these things. And I started seeing a bunch of death, a bunch of death. You know, and, you know, I would look out into the forest in the nature and in the physical. I would look out like in the forest. I, I lived by the mountains and I would see the forest and I saw all the leaves just fall off and there was nothing there and it was bare and it was there was death and there was snow. Um, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing good at that moment. I felt like my dreams of where I should be have died, right? Like I should be farther. I should be in life. And all at once, just God showed me, yeah, but look at the snow. There's purity in it, you know? And and look, look out into the forest. This is the farthest. In that moment that there were no leaves, you could see the farthest you could ever into the forest. And God showed me that there, there's clarity in death. I think of funerals as well, you know, where, you know, death is in front of everyone. And in that instant and in that moment, everybody uh, understands, um, you know, that death is like eminent and at the doorstep. And so there's clarity when death is in front of you, you know, and there is clarity when, you know, you have seasons of death or seasons where maybe dreams have died or maybe you know, even people have died or, you know, seasons where you feel like something just got ripped out of you, you know? Um, and I was in that season and then, but here's the, the next thing was then it began to thaw out and the sun began to, became to, to, to come out. And that was that revelation, the revelation of it's okay if things die. 
It's okay if things are a little bit broken. It's okay if things are not, you know, there. And what I stepped into was a season of spring, a season of life, a season of life. And um, I literally, uh, with that season of life, I got the revelation of that clarity. And I just had a heart of gratitude, thanksgiving, and maybe even more patience to just kind of wait on the Lord um, in in my life um, for Him to really take hold of my emotions, of my anxieties, of my fears. And out of that, I, I grew faith. And there was life in that because my faith was growing uh, stronger and stronger in Him. So I was having this like mountaintop experience, if you will, and kind of this moment of just basking in the glory and just feeling so alive in Christ. And then the summer hit. Now, mind you, literally this was happening in real life, in real time, um, during all of this, um, during all of this season. So I literally was going through this time of death in the, in the winter time, spring hits, and I'm just loving, loving life. And feeling so alive and then summer hits and I felt scorched by the sun. I felt scorched by the sun. And in that moment, I, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, and I was figuring out, um, that and finding out that, uh, someone in the church was, uh, starting rumors and lies and someone who I really, uh, looked up to was a leader in the church, um, and, and and this was the my church in Pennsylvania, and and I I found all of these things out and all the evil that was happening, and man, I just felt like I was just coming under the heat of everything, you know. Uh, I was figuring out all of these things, and I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, you know. Like, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? You know, I I probably have used the book of James so many times as a reference in all of these podcasts, but James is my favorite book. It's the, my favorite book in the Bible. And, you know, it says, count it pure joy uh, when trials and tests are among you. You know, to count it pure joy. And it's like, all right, Lord. How am I going to count this moment pure joy? Because right now I'm feeling the heat of the sun, you know, and, and this is not good. If you've ever had false accusations and rumors started about you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is a trying time. It is a trying time to, you know, to keep cool, collected, to not, <laughs> to low key, not lose your salvation by, you know, you know, and that's, that's really a joke. Um, you know, I don't believe that you'll lose your salvation if you get upset and, and angry. Uh, I believe the grace of God will be sufficient, you know, especially if repentance is there in a heart that is, you know, wanting to make things right. But all that, all and all jokes aside, you know, I didn't want to get angry or, or act out of the flesh. Um, and then after the, the trials and the scorch of the heat, I, I go into the fall uh, season and in the fall, uh, God was showing me to let go, 
to truly let go and let God. And that is easier said than done, especially with situations like that of slander and really defamation of character. Um, I really look back and I'm looking back now, you know, kind of as I'm speaking um, and, you know, God really taught me how to let things go. The leaves began to change, but the leaves start to fall off of the tree, you know, and, and I began to let go and allow those things to not be on me. And it, you're saying, well, what was on you? Well, it's that concept and idea of, I don't want people to see me negatively. I care about my personal image, you know, and I left that go and I decided not to allow it to affect me in a negative way. Uh, one night, me and my me and my best friend were uh, we we would just talk and we we love uh, hammocks and uh, we set up our hammocks. Uh, he's a student at at Messiah College in Pennsylvania, and there's some really nice places on campus that uh, we can just lay our hammocks out and just talk. And um, I remember we were just sitting there and just talking, and I was talking about this instant, like this literal situation of how this guy who I literally looked up to and uh, cherished this guy as, as, as nearly family, uh, how he um, tried to ruin my reputation and tried to ruin me as a person um, through lies and rumors. And I, I looked up at the tree, you know, I was laying down and I was looking at the tree and the wind was blowing and I was looking at this branch and this branch literally um, it was, it was bare and all at once a leaf came, it fluttered by, got caught on that branch and the leaf was just staying there trying to, trying to go, you know, the breeze was blowing pretty hard. Um, but the branch was holding on to it and it, it was almost struggling. Like the leaf was almost struggling to go and all at once just boom, the, the leaf pulled off, broke off. Uh, and was able to fall onto the ground. And I just felt God show me through that image and through that picture of, you got to let things go. I felt in that moment, like I was that branch trying to hold on to my reputation, trying to hold on um, to what people thought. And I couldn't control that. And so God really showed me how I had to just let that go. And that is so hard, especially when you know that things are, are lies and rumors and those things are not the truth and you want people to know the truth, you know, and you want that to be, um, you know, believed. You want to be believed. And, you know, I left it go and, and I, I was looking at the leaves and on the floor and I thought, you know, the compost and the breaking down of those leaves, the leaves that are being left go are the leaves that actually produce life. So me letting go will eventually fall off and within my heart will produce life because I'm not, um, I guess, consumed about what others think. And that's a challenge. That is a huge, huge challenge for sure. Um, I guarantee I'm not the only one who's gone through that. Um, and then again, out of that, I got a new perspective of death. I got a new perspective of of Dece of you know the December blues or you know the the um, 
uh, winter coming in. Because before, the winter was death. You know, now it was the death of letting go, which was a good death. It were things that I needed to die, you know, and God showed me the things that uh, my flesh needs to be crucified daily. The things that I want um, maybe don't really matter as much in the scheme and maybe would do my heart more harm holding on to than if I left go. And so me holding on to it would have produced uh, death in a bad way, but me letting go allowed my pride, my ego, and that that consumption to to be dead. And instead, that produced the the grounds, if you or, or the 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 fertilizer, so to speak, to produce the life in the spring. That I was able to look back and say, God, in this year, you have shown me something through the seasons. And I'm so thankful that there is a season for every single thing. Change can be a little bit daunting, but in the right circumstances, it's necessary. So really, in the right conditions, change can be fun. Um, what about a new season on Netflix coming out. Maybe you're like me and I'm waiting for Stranger Things season four to come out. Uh, I am waiting for that. Maybe you have uh, Disney Plus and you're waiting for The Mandalorian season two to come out, you know? And um, there's one thing though that uh, is really interesting um, when a new season of Netflix comes out. So in January 2020 this year, uh, Forbes reported that an average time it takes to binge a series on Netflix uh, is five days. Though there are 8.4 million Netflix users there who attempt to binge a season in a mere 24 hours. Man, there have been so many times where I've literally binge watched uh, a whole season of something and I just, I just couldn't stop. I just, I just wanted to get everything that I possibly could out of that season. I, I just couldn't let it go. One more, one more episode. You know, me and my wife will be like, on like a, like a day that we're we're both off, and you know, we'll be in our PJs, all snuggled up on the sofa and in our blanket, and um, we'll we'll pick a, a series on Netflix, and oh, we'll start with season one, and all at once we'll be like next episode. Next episode, next episode, next episode. And eventually we're like, oh my gosh, we're on the next season, you know? And then literally we will binge it, binge it, binge it, day after day after day until finally um, we'll get to the end. And then if, if they're coming out with a new season, we're like, oh my gosh, a new season, a new season, a new season's coming. And I, I think about... Netflix and the way that I view the seasons on there and I think to myself God the same thing with seasons of life I want to grasp every good thing and every every bad thing every suffering so to speak that you're calling me or every trial that you're causing to turn around for my good God I just pray that I would get every thing out of there that I possibly can I want to get every ounce that I possibly can uh, out of every season of life, after every journey that I take. God, I, I don't want to just, you know, s you skip around, but God, I want to get every possible thing that I can out of that.
everything. I want to get everything that I can out of every season of life and anticipate the next one to come. Every season, whether it brings death or life, I want to be expectant that there's a new season on the horizon. Here's what Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, verses 3 through 8, it says this. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. See, there is a season for everything, both in nature and in Netflix. There is a season for everything, let me tell you that much. But here's the thing is change can be a little bit troubling, maybe even a little bit daunting, um, or maybe it's exciting. Maybe you're in anticipation for the next thing to come. Maybe you have a lot of hope. Maybe you're a little bit hopeless and you're in a bad season. Have hope. A good season is right on the horizon. Good things are yet to come. You have so much to look forward to. You have so much to anticipate. Change is coming. The Bible says that all things are subject to change. All things are subject to change, meaning everything in a moment can change. It's inevitable. The good, the bad. Again, Ecclesiastes says that life is a vapor. You can't hold on to anything. And it also says that there's a season and a time for everything. Everything. So, we have the opportunity to either be scared with change, or we can embrace it and be happy for it and anticipate something good. Again, we just want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Make sure to share this with a friend. Don't just uh, listen to it and uh, just take this information, but give this to someone who you feel would really be encouraged by it. Um, Please share this. Share it with a friend because um, when you do that, we can grow. And when you do that, Maybe someone is in need of listening to this. Maybe this has blessed you. And I pray that however you stumbled across this or came by it, um, I want to thank you for for staying. And and I I pray that um, the fruit of my lips have been uh, a blessing and from the Lord and not from my flesh. And anything that I may have said that was not of the Lord, I just pray that it went through one ear and out the other. Um, and that anything that was from the Spirit will, will bear witness and, and establish you and bless you and keep you um, and, and allow His grace to shine upon you. Um, I just pray that in the name of Jesus. Um, and I just thank you again. If this is your first time, go back and listen to all the other ones. And uh, again, if this is your first time, uh, this is a monthly podcast, so stay tuned for for next month. So again, from Young Christian Podcast, thank you. Until next time.